Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Previously on the gray area. We have chicken fajitas. We have real chicken fajitas. Marinated So I'm on the subway and this raggedy man comes up. The Lord save! I have tracked down about six separate cases of creative types, all of them geniuses, all in sound mental health, clearing voices. It's happening again. What's happening? You have to go. Maya, you look like you could use a friend. Sujata. 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 And we were walking along, and this bicyclist nearly ran us over. The biker was dodging a car that was weaving back and forth on the road and coming very close to the sidewalk. There was a crazy man at the wheel and a nutty woman shouting something about Johnny Rebel. Johnny Rebel. <laughs> Johnny Rebel. And this car, it rolls up very close into the sidewalk and weaves into the bike and the bike skids into us and she, she, she fell and I caught her as the car squealed away. We weren't together very long. Later that night, I asked her if she knew how to dance, and she took my hand. And, well, I must confess I was being spontaneous. So when I glided her along the sidewalk, I gently placed my lips onto her hand and held it in mine as we continued to walk. And she, well, she called me crafty. I don't know why she decided to wear sandals if she knew we were going for a walk. But you know, she's pretty tough. She ended up walking the three or so miles anyway, and I just worried about her. Her feet. My goodness. Sujata. Sujata. Sujata? Is she gonna kiss me back? Sujata. I really think she's sweet. Sujata. 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 I have to be gentle. She's gone through a lot. Sujata. 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 Gorgeous brown eyes that glow in the sun. A beautiful whirl of hair picked up by the gentle summer whisper of a surprise breeze. Sujata. 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 She tells me a bit about her story, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm moved. She, well, I, she must be really strong to have survived all that. That she's still this nice after, after all she's been through. And that's why, and that's why, that's why I whisper in her ear. That's when I whisper into her ear, and, um, and I, I say to her, uh, you look like you need to be kissed. And guess what? We kiss. It's a sunny afternoon in Flushing Meadows Corona Park. We're waiting for a prominent funk band playing a free show on the summer stage, and we find a patch of lawn. And you know, she has a sarong in her backpack, and, well, she takes it out, she lays it down, and, uh, well, 
we spend much of the time kissing on the sarong. Sujata. 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 And I like her. I, I have to cook a lovely meal for this remarkable lady. Sujata. 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 And there's a giant globe above us. We're walking along, and there's this crazy structure, and I tell her that it could be an elevator that propels people up into the sky because it's this flat platform, and my imagination is on overdrive. It's a platform where you could probably hold a few hundred people. You push a button. Your commute is interesting. You can almost imagine a rail and a hydraulic lift, people holding on tight, a gravitational safety field, and a beautiful city in the clouds that's just a nice place for people to work and live. Where, even if you're counting beans, you've got yourself a hell of a view. Ooh. And she laughs, and she says, well, that's kind of cool. Sujata. Sujata. I wonder how she'll respond to the chocolate mousse, the candles, the music, the gentle breeze fluttering through the open window. Sujata. Sujata. Will she get home okay? I call a lift. I, I want her to get home okay. Sujata. 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 Well, she doesn't want me to celebrate her birthday, but you know what? I, I really want to. She's busy on her birthday, that's what she says. Uh, she's secretive about the date of her birthday. But, you know, I have to do something special for this really sweet woman. Sujata. Sujata. I think she's sweet. Sujata. 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 There's this great glow on her face as she eats the mousse. I mean, she is beautiful. and She's looking very happy, and I want to make her happier. And I want to know her more. And I want to... I want to hold her more. And I want to. I, I, what is there not to want? Where is this story going? I don't know. But it's her birthday today. She finally told me. And I can't stop thinking about her. And I. Sujata? Sujata? What's happening? Where are you going? No! Please! Not again! He won't open the door! So you don't get Please! I have nothing to do with the portals! I have no power! Yes, please. No, I can't do that. Ed, stop it. Ed, 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 stop it. Ed, 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 I can't love you. But it's my duty. You think I care about your chocolate mousse? No. Stop! Sujata! Please don't go! Stop it, please! What? What's that? Oh, yes. You don't know about that, you
No, that's not how I perceive you. That's not why I'm looking into this. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> oh, Mr. Champion. Johnny? Now there's a real man. No, not Johnny, not Johnny. He's not me. Sushana, please listen. That's not me. Exactly, man. I'm sorry, but you're just not that interesting, Ed. Sushana! I can find many others. I've got so many other options. Ooh. Hi, my name's Jacques. I'm 34, Ooh. a pet shop owner. I like backgammon, Ooh. long walks on the beach, and I'm just looking for someone to settle down with. Gordon, 37, a human resources manager. Some pals say I'm a poet. Looking for a challenge? Play your cards right, and I might make you a cheesecake. Hey, Sujata, let's cut to the chase. Recently divorced? Do you just want to come back to my place? Catch up on crazy ex-girlfriend and cheat? I'm not French. I get that a lot. No, I don't think you're crazy. Hell. You don't even have to be my girlfriend. French, uh, I don't speak it. A former cab. No. The TV show. No! No, Sushana, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Sushana! <laughs> Sushana, where are you? <laughs> no. No, Sushana, where are you? Hello? Did I catch you at a bad time? Who is this? It's me, Maya. Miss Trower? You sound different. You can call me Maya now. We have gone out to lunch. First names are earned after lunch. Your voice is different. I mean, it's the same phone number. Maybe I'm sleepy. You're sleeping? I'm just waking up. At 10.30? Is it that late? Your voice has changed, but you're calling from Maya's number. <laughs> I still have the... Same voice, Ed. <laughs> then why do you sound younger, brighter, different? Maybe I should explain. Anyone who comes into my house, and you did after we had lunch, hears the voice that's more me, which comes after the voice that's in the mind which is outside the house. You heard an older and quieter woman at first. I wonder what that says about me. Y you still like Typhoon? Well, you never know in this age of grumbling houses and writers getting sucked into portals. Oh, okay, if you're really Maya, here's a pop quiz. Uh, what sports team did I mention when I finished my plate? The New York Mets. You mentioned that they won 18 homestand games in a row. A new baseball record. Did I mention the World Series? You were disappointed that the Cubs lost to the Indians. And what... Did I order? Masaman curry with a side of spring rolls. The name of the place? Tie me up, tie me down. Just on the edge of Sheepshead Bay, right around Avenue U. Right near Coney Island Avenue. Okay, I guess you must be Maya. Or I have a funny phone connection. Uh, we're still gonna meet... Meryl Malone, yes, on Tuesday. Okay. Are you? Alright. I'm fine, but I've got to go and get some coffee in me. What was it that Hemingway said about coffee? Oh, um... Caffeine puts a man on her horse and a woman in his grave. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Okay, thanks. The Lord says... Stop it! Stop it right 
right now. Elizabeth Hardwick won a Guggenheim in 1947. She wrote an essay called The Decline of Book Reviewing, which was one of the most blistering critiques of book reviews ever published in the 50s. Jesus Christ, can you believe these two? How dare you sully her name with your preaching? Excuse me. Do you even know who Elizabeth Hardwick is? I'm sorry. No, you don't. Are you a reliable man? I fold my laundry and hang my shirts up every week if that's what you mean. Well, I have to ask, is New York always like this? Sometimes. I mean, uh, these two are a little different from the usual Mutt and Jeff act you get on the two line, but it happens. Wait a minute. You're different. I'm British. Yes, I have an ear. It's... is this your first time to New York? Yes. Uh, do you need any help getting anywhere? Actually, I, I was just wondering where Grand Central was. Well, it's actually a stop on this line, but... Let's uh, go to another car. I don't want to give you the wrong idea about New Yorkers. I've already formed one. Then let's widen the scope. You don't have to defend your city. People are actually very nice here. There's a sign on the door that says it's illegal to pass between the trains. Are we allowed to do that? Technically, no, but I've lived in New York for more than ten years, and I've never seen a cop hand out a ticket. In London, it's illegal to fly a kite. Seriously? Any crackdowns by the bodies? It's rarely enforced. Each city has its own legislative quirks. There. Much better. Thank you. No, thank you. So, uh, first time in New York? I hope I made the right impression. Oh, don't worry. You should see some of the louts in the underground. I've never been to London, I wouldn't know. Why did you come here? It was on a whim. The best way to travel. I was heading to Los Angeles originally. There was a conference. A conference? A spiritual conference, but it got cancelled. A spiritual retreat or something? Just... Something I needed to do that I couldn't make happen. And now... You're here. You came here on a whim? I had the holiday time accrued, but I, I didn't have a plan. I didn't even have a map. Well, have you ever had a knish? Knishes usually help you get your berries. Of course. I'm from London, not the countryside. But I don't know if you can top Mishkins at Covent Garden. You haven't been to Yonah Shimmers. Where's, uh, where's Covent Garden? On the fringe of the West End, where the Royal Opera House is. See, I have no idea where any of that is. You know, the roles could be reversed if I ever visited London. We'd need a Bible thumper and someone screaming about literary essays. That wouldn't be tolerated on the tube, you know. I don't know. Maybe it would. I've heard something about you Brits and a stiff upper lip. Oh, oh, I could show you Hess's Triangle. Hess's Triangle? It's in the village. The smallest piece of private land, this guy named Hess lost his property to the city, and all he had left was this tiny slice of sidewalk, about 500 square inches. He refused to sell to the city on principle. Oh, that's more the New York I'm looking for. It doesn't always work that way. New York often finds you. Well, let's stick with the basics, and then New York can work its magic on me. Remember, I haven't been here before. 
Do you know where Central Park is? Very close to Grand Central. If you walk up to 59th Street, you'll be at Central Park. Central Park. Is it really beautiful? You couldn't have come at a better time. The elm trees are blooming with bright green leaves. Today is the first day of the year I've worn a coat. In fact, you're the first person I've talked to who has seen me in a coat this year. Mm, maybe it was destiny. The fall's just starting to kick in. It's lovely so far. You're lovely. And you have a beautiful voice. My name's Lucinda. I'm Ed. Pleasure to meet you, Lucinda. You know, I'm getting off at Grand Central, too. You are? Let me guess. A British woman pops into your city and you say to yourself, Well, I'll be the enterprising gentleman who shows her around town. (laughs) No, not quite. Remember, New York finds you. But I really want to know your story. This uh, business about the spiritual conference and... uh, Well... Don't really do this, but... Go on. No, at present, I don't have any other prospects. But I might. Chance favors the prepared mind. Well, you're... You've somehow reminded me that I have a soft spot for alluring Londoners who dash into Gotham on a whim. Well, it's your lucky day. I don't know anybody here. But I do know jiu-jitsu and kickboxing. You're in safe hands. I have a yellow belt in karate, and I don't remember any of the moves. You don't know how to fight. I know how to talk my way out of them, and I'd be happy to show you around. Don't you have some place to go? Uh, One small errand to run, but it can wait. Oh? It isn't very often that an interesting woman from Britain enters your life. It's almost like the universe planned it that way. Maybe it's New York working its magic. Okay, Ed, show me around. But I do reserve the right to dropkick you if you creep me out or bore me. My kind of woman. You got a deal. So, this is the main concourse of Grand Central Station. It's beautiful. They cleaned it up years back. They don't use the ticket booths so much anymore. Replaced by vending machines. It's a pity. They closed the ticket offices in London to pay for the night tube, and now, all these long queues. Sometimes the old systems work. I mean, when I moved here ten years back, I missed the Solari board, although I did see the one up in New Haven when I visited a friend. The flip displays, the shuffling signs, the the rotating stations. It's a glorious sound, one we've lost, along with the old bells you used to hear in pinball machines and the way phones once rang. Mm. We had the boards in Charing Cross, Liverpool Street and King's Cross, much better than the LEDs. I once went to Berlin and I spent two hours staring at the Solari board at the zoo station. Um, I'm still not sure why. The destinations are fixed. I mean, that's the appeal, isn't it? You know that the station names aren't going to disappear into the digital cloud. Yeah, I kind of need a little permanence in my life. You loved the Solari board. More than words can wield the matter. Dearer than eyesight, space and liberty. King Lear. So not all Americans are dopes. Hey, you know, some of us know a few things, even when we don't know jiu-jitsu. Let me guess, um, English major? Classics. A postgrad in Cambridge. Nice. Sorry I never saw you smarts. Well, I never called you a country bumpkin. Well, in many ways I am. <laughs> Let me guess. One of those charming autodidacts. Maybe. You know, I've never quite understood how education works in England. Uh, 
A levels, O levels. I mean, here you get your high school diploma and move on to college. It's all pretty straightforward. No, it's straightforward in Britannia. You study a few GCSEs when you're in secondary school. Those replaced O levels. So what's the British answer to high school? You go to secondary school from when you're 11 to 16. British high school? And then you have the option to take your A-levels and go to university. Okay, okay, I see. So, um, for you, junior high school extends all the way to 16. <laughs> Not exactly. That actually explains so much about British Reserve. All that pressure. Yes, you need a lot of pressure to sustain a stiff upper lip. Look, the way it works is that you have to study your A-levels over two years, and then you go to university once you get in. So, you don't have the senior prom or the... Homecoming dance? We have Leaver's Ball. <laughs> Leaver's Ball? You Brits in your vernacular. Well, at least we're not running around shooting people. Okay, I can't argue against our gun nuts or our legacy of slavery, but at least we have a sense of accomplishment. And you build marvelous cathedrals to your travelers. Although, St. Pancras may rival Grand Central. Hey, I thought Grand Central and St. Pancras were twin stations. I thought you said you didn't know London. I know a few things. Here, we call it senior prom instead of Leaver's Ball. We actually have a sense of accomplishment rather than get me out of here. Don't get your knickers in a twist. When we go to bed, we sometimes say, I'm off to Bedfordshire. Is this your way of saying that you're getting tired? No. I've been up for 20 hours and the jet lag has kicked in, but this is fun. And we say knackered, not tired. Well, sometimes we say tired. Only when you're knackered. Precisely. Okay, um, I think this is where it is? Skyscrapers. You have them in London. Yes, but not like this. Actually, um, that's not why we came here. Alright. Look down. What are you standing on? A subway grate. Is, is this your idea of New York working its magic? Not just any old subway crate. Look, do you know the seven-year itch? Is that what you're suffering from? Hey, very funny. I'm not married. Look, no. Um, Marilyn Monroe, her skirt flowing up. I know the movie. I, I'm wearing jeans, and this is the 21st century. Are you trying to turn me into some alluring icon? Just stand there. Wait. All right. Just one minute. Did you feel it? That's a marvelous wish. You're a marvelous woman. The Rose Reading Room, the only piece of architecture in New York that will kick you in the ass if you're a writer or a researcher. Is that what you do? Y yes, in, in a manner of speaking. What about you? Financial models, blockchains and logarithms that keep the world in stable shape. Well, that's more significant than what I do. Oh, I wouldn't say that. The world needs dreams. They say that daydreamers are some of the smartest people around. The world needs people to imagine great visions. It's all part of life's rich pattern. I think you're a little sharper than Clouseau. Maybe that's why I came to America. What was your spiritual conference? Look, I'm not all arse over elbow about it. It's, it's more of a hobby that calls me from time to time. But I do like to know about unexplained phenomena. Such as? Why we run into certain people. 
Why we lose our keys in the car park? Did you run away from someone? Yes. No, I'm not married or involved with someone, if that's what you're asking. Uh, no, no, I mean, uh, I like you, but I, uh, I didn't mean to pry. Maybe we take too much stock in coincidence. I mean, we run into people on the subway. Strange things happen, and we, we all long for a sense of control. An explanation. I, I want to hear all about that, but uh, this is a library. Excuse me. See what I mean? Let's go have a seat. Excuse me, sir. Don't mind him. Sir. Excuse me, sir. This is beautiful. Oh, have a seat. Silence, tell me. Is this a place where you could ever slack off? Probably not. But we have similar places in London. Ooh, like what? The British Library, for one. Oh, just like St. Pancreas. St. Pancras. Whatever, I'm American. Usually you don't see kids there. They're discouraged. See, uh, my theory about architecture is that the environment should set the tone. Forget form and function. If a place feels as if you have to rise to the occasion. Yes, yes, yes. You'll do good work. You'll live a good life. Well, um, we should go as a vital scholar seeking the answer for something very important may need this table. Excuse me, did you read the sign? Visitors aren't allowed to sit at the tables. Hey, back off, man. I'm a New Yorker. I come in here all the time for research. Why don't you go pick on a tourist? You're a bad man. Not that bad. I just don't like to be pushed around. Let's, uh, let's get some coffee. I don't want you falling asleep on me. I won't. Well, think of it as an insurance policy. Two lovers walking on a nice autumn day. We're not lovers. Right. What can I get you? Uh, two coffees, please. Coming right up. Moving between subway cars, resisting bothersome guards. You don't like authority very much, do you? Do you? No, not really. And I'll get this. I'm an independent woman. The best kind. Still, I insist. You don't have to be chivalrous. It's the gesture of a New Yorker. Here you go, sir. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, what were we talking about? Authority. I really don't like it when people get in my way. I think people really have no idea how much they fall into certain s structural traps. They operate more from feeling than from rational thinking. Feeling's not so bad. See, I don't know anymore. Does this have anything to do with a guy you were running away from? You sussed me out. Maybe. I'm well respected at my job, but it's a cutthroat business. I have to deal with men who get hyper-competitive People who want to tear you down and stab you in the back just to get ahead. He said, she said. I have to contend with... advances. I'm sorry. Look, I hope I have... Oh no, you've been a perfect gentleman. You're actually giving me faith in people again. Is this why you wanted to go to the spiritual conference of all possible retreats? What was that? Okay, so... I'm very interested in psychology. What makes other people tick? Why people choose to throw away their lives and careers because of a stupid impulse? Have you, ever, have you ever heard of the trolley problem? No, I haven't. Really? But you know Shakespeare. I still haven't seen The Wizard of Oz. We all have blind spots. Okay, so let's say you're standing in a trolley yard. There are five people working on the tracks and a runaway trolley is coming. Now, 
There's no way that these five people are going to escape the trolley. They are going to die. Sounds grisly. Oh, but it is. You have the option to hit a lever that will switch the track and cause the trolley to shift to another track where it will kill one person instead of five. What do you do? Hit the lever, of course. Okay, good. Good, I don't feel good about this at all. A man still dies. Bear with me, bear with me. Now, here's another scenario. You're standing on a bridge. Same situation. Just below you, there are five workers toiling on the tracks and there's a runaway trolley approaching them. But there's a fat man who is standing right in front of you. And if you push this fat man onto the tracks, he will stop the runaway trolley before it hits the five men. So, here is my question to you. Do you push the fat man? No, of course not. But five people will die. See, that's the problem with these kinds of thought experiments. A giant dragon menaces a small village. You have 30 seconds to clip his wings with a small knife and save the world. Come on, would this ever happen in real life? Maybe not, but you did answer the first question and you did say that you would pull the lever. That's still murder. What if the fat man was Harvey Weinstein? I mean, I think I can get behind that. You believe in capital punishment? I was making a joke. Look, I see your point. If we're more personally involved with our choices, then we feel them more. But there's so much about our world in which we stay detached and removed. Consider the way people ghost each other by text. We don't even have the decency to say that we're not really interested. We say that we're going to a friend's birthday party and then we never show up. There's something about technology that's making us colder, less polite, more like raw animals growling into the digital winds. And we lose something of our human essence. Maybe the animal part is what's human about us. I mean, you can argue the same thing about warfare. There's a world of difference between bombing someone with a drone and seeing a human being suffering who you have to shoot in the head. Right. And smartphones are pushing us more in that direction. Well, um... I want to assure you, Lucinda, that I'll never do that to you. What? I'll always return your texts, and I'll show up to any party. A dying breed. Can... can I kiss you? I thought you'd never ask. This is weird because uh, the last woman who I took to this very spot, well, um, I, I fell in love with her. Don't fall in love with me. I can't guarantee that I won't. You're incredible. I like you a lot too. How long are you in town for? Four days. Four days? Do you get out to New York often? Oh, you silly. This is my first time here. I'm sorry. It's just that uh, you, uh, you seem like you belong here. Where are you staying? You must be exhausted. Ditmas Park. I- I'm not far from you. And this is where I'm staying. It's so cold in here. And the floor is so dirty. Jesus, my place is better than this. 
Is that a... A mouse, yes. <laughs> I cannot sleep here. You know, um, you could stay at my place. I can't. I have a moral compass. A moral compass? Hmm. I can't share a bed with a man. I was planning to sleep on the couch. I promise to be on my best behavior. Oh, I bet you will. Uh... No, really, I'm serious. I'm not going to do anything that you don't want to do. I just I really enjoy spending time with you. And uh, while you're going off to London, it just seems unfair. We shouldn't have to end the day like this. Uh, plus... You cook breakfast? Yes. Oldest trick in the book. What was this errand that you were going to run? Well, I, I was going to dig up a hard-to-find volume from a writer named Virginia Gaskill. But uh, uh, that can wait. Can it? A woman like you doesn't come along very often. I'm sure you say that to all the ladies. Seriously, do you want to sleep with the mice? No, no. Let's go. Well, here it is. All these books. Three thousand of them. Have you read them all? No, you, you don't want to own a library in which you've read everything. Where's the fun in that? Look, um, can I say something? Go ahead. You move my heart. What? This entire day has flown by in a way that I haven't experienced in years. I told you that you shouldn't fall in love with me. Lucinda, please, I I'm trying to be real. You... You move my heart. I, I need you to know that my feelings for you are real. Not superficial, not childish. I, you are someone who I intuitively trust. You make me feel relaxed. You fill me with joy. You have awakened parts of my heart that I have not felt in a very long time. And, um... And if I don't say this now, because I have to move quick, and I know you're going back to London, I will regret not saying anything for the rest of my life. You move my heart, Lucinda. I'm not sure how. I don't know why. You're in London. I'm in New York. This shouldn't be. This shouldn't happen. But if you feel anything even remotely similar, please, please tell me. Because, because, well, I, I know this sounds cheesy, but you're the first woman I've met in a long time who I can imagine growing old with. I've done things. I don't care. Very bad things. To advance my career. They can't be that bad. Ed, I, I'm, I'm a bit overwhelmed, to be honest. Look into my eyes and tell me that you don't feel the same way. Yes, Ed. I do. We have to see each other again before the end of the year. There you go. Being romantic again. Holding my hand in the park. 
escorting me back home. Don't you believe in romance? I don't know. I will meet you in any part of the world in three months, Lucinda. Three months. Name a city, name a country. I don't know how I'll get there, but I will get there. I'm not sure. Why did you do that? Why? Why? Message received. What do you want? Give up? No, I won't. You think that breaking my heart is going to stop me from my investigation? Dotson? My, my old car? How did you know? Here's something you don't know. Listen up, whoever you are. I'm going to find this Gaskill, and I'm going to find Lucinda, and I'm going to find you. And you, when I'm done, and I track you two down, you, you're going to pay. You've been listening to Dearer Than Earsight, Episode 8 of The Gray Area. It was written and directed by Edward Champion. Edward Champion appeared as Ed Champion and Johnny. Emily Carding appeared as Lucinda. Tanya Maloyevich appeared as Maya. Illuminasium River appeared as Sujata. Devney DiMattia appeared as Jenna. Patrick Sokol appeared as the street vendor. Pete Lutz appeared as Demon Number One. Leanne Troutman appeared as Demon Number Two. Nicholas Bozell appeared as Date Number One. Michael Saldati appeared as Date Number Two. Mark Stano appeared as date number three. Albert Hassler appeared as the subway preacher. And Graham Rowett appeared as the guard. The associate producers were Morgan Corcoran and John Osborne. Sound design, editing, engineering, and mastering by a bald man in Brooklyn who makes a mean frittata on Sunday morning. If you like what you have heard, and you don't want to wait two weeks from now for a new episode, consider supporting this program by going to grayareapod.com and buying a Season 2 pass. For only $20, you'll have instant access to 19 episodes for this season. We're putting them all out under the premium feed as we finish them. You'll also get copies of all the scripts in our premium behind-the-scenes podcast, Inside the Gray Area. You'll get a 1,000 pages of scripts and about 400 minutes of extra bonus material. We spent more than two years producing the second season, and all the actors were paid. We have a four-season plan in place for the Gray Area, and we really want to keep this program going. So, buy a Season 2 pass, and you'll be supporting independent audio drama and helping to keep our show alive. It's grayareapod.com. That's G-R-A-Y-A-R-E-A-P-O-D. Also, if you enjoyed this show, you can leave us a review on iTunes so that more listeners are aware of the madness we're cooking here. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for Gray Area Pod. Special thanks to Sasha Arnold, Kaz Benjamin, Christopher Bird, Emily Carding, Rebecca Carter, Christian Caminiti, Ron Charles, Kate Christensen, Morgan Corcoran, Adrian Davich, Samuel Delaney, Claudia Berenice Garza, Pam Getchell, Stephen Gillis, Jen Halpert, Daniel Handler, Gabby Jimenez, Argeria Cahayas, Eric Kraft, Pete Lutz, Casey Meyer, Russ Marshall, and Sheila McClure. 
Natalia Milojevic, Ayo Anatati, Tom Parsons, Amy Pavey, Mark Elliott Stein, Katie Stricker, Scarlett Thomas, Georgia Thompson, Tim Torre, James Wagner, Jack Ward, Dan Wicked, and anybody else I may have missed for their invaluable help, kindness, and feedback. We'll be back in two weeks' time with a new episode called Our American Cousin. That title may sound familiar. Well, this is a bit of a sequel to last season's Brand Awareness, which was a Grey Area fan favorite, but there is a surprise twist, and it also sets up a new story arc that we're going to be following up over the course of the second season, so you are not going to want to miss this. Well, you could listen to it right now if you purchased a Season 2 pass, but uh, no worries, no worries. We will have a short preview of this new episode after the closing credits. Until next time, wherever you are in the universe, be good to yourself and be kind to others. Thank you for listening. Next time on The Gray Area. Testing. Testing. One, two, three. Is this thing on? Rusty Orange! It could be a vital clue for someone meant to do something really important here. I don't see how. I told him to go home. Mr. Sutton! He doesn't need to be here. As reliable as a memory injection. The portal opens to me. I know, but we'll get that too. I can make you something if you need me to. The espresso machine's still gloriously hot. Loads of steam. What now? This tape is just for you. This is Jack Ward, and from everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you all safety and protection during the COVID-19 outbreak. Join us as we listen and imagine, and together we'll make it through this. Please be safe.